Kyle? What the hell, man? Why are the Canucks the only team in the league that does something like this? It's unbelievable. Yeah, the season's over, but we're still pissed off. And we'll tell you why next. It's Begsy and it's Bowen. And you're listening to Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks. Your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, the Vancouver Canucks might have quit on you this season, but you know who's not quitting on you? Myself, Trevor Banks, and that guy, Cal Bowen. We ain't going to quit on you, and you're listening to Locked On Canucks, your team every day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Kyle, I, I know I'm I'm a bit uh, I'm a bit pissed off about how things have transpired here over the past few months. But first off, let me ask you how are you doing today, Trevor Bags. You know it's, it's never it's never all about me here on Lockdown Canucks. Sometimes I hate that question because it, it is about the people first, for real. All the new people that joined us this week, we love you. To all the people in the past, we love you. And bro, to be honest, it's Friday. It's sunny. To all the people who are not even watching. We love you too, okay? We're going to lead with love. You and I are from Surrey. We're going to lead with love today, okay? I'm doing fine. Uh, speaking of the people, Comet Corner normally at the end of the episode, but I think Begsy made the decision. He's the boss here. That we got to give the people a comment off the bat because it really got Trevor thinking. We love the people. I don't know how to pronounce this name, and I'm not going to read the whole comment, but he did mention that no NHL coach was fired this season with one exception. And there's not a reason why. Well, there is a reason why not a single coach was fired. And his name is Connor Bedard. The yeah. Canucks just go against the grain. They do their own thing. And again, they're the only team that I, I feel like maybe, you know what? Positive, right? Hey, they're smarter than everyone, man. They're ahead of it. They're doing things differently, <laughs> going against the grain on their way to um, mediocre. We're not even mediocre, man. Like, we got to get there first. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Crazy. I don't know what kind of rose-colored cush you've been smoking, but uh, yeah, it just the Canucks. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be a nice thought, eh? You know, like the Canucks are just ahead of the grade. Like just because they're doing it differently, they're ahead of everyone. They're doing things right. Bringing the coach. We don't care about Connor Bedard. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. Uh, honestly, on average, I, I think I want to say there were seven coaches fired last year, but we usually see a, a few coaches fired during the season, right? This season, there was one coach fired. It was Bruce Boudreaux. And now look, when Bruce Boudreaux was fired, the Canucks were a bottom five, bottom six team in the NHL. And, you know, lo and behold, no one expected them to be there, but they had a chance to draft a generational kid from Vancouver. And they still have that chance. You know, I've, I've been putting that positive, uh, okay, okay. that positivity okay. of the atmosphere, okay? Uh, uh, but again, okay. going into last night, they had the eighth, uh, they had a chance of having the eighth best odds of drafting Bedard. They end up with the 11th best odds, or AKA the lowest among any of the lottery teams who have a shot at the dart. It was avoidable, man. It was avoidable. They could have rid up, wrote up Boudreaux, had a shot at the dart, or at least getting a, a top uh, prospect in the draft. There was just no need to, for talking to come in and give this team a coach bumping. Oh, let's just see what we've got in the room. Look at the Anaheim Ducks. They just fired Dallas Dickens. Congratulations. You got us at the bottom of the standings. You did the job. You're fired. That's what the connection should have been this season. Not what they did uh, in terms of hiring Rick talking in January and dragging Boudreaux through all that crap. It's just, 
it's frustrating, man. Like we here we are back to the mushy middle and perpetual mediocrity. And again, with the hope and praying, praying Elias Peterson and Quinn Hughes can carry this team, but it's just not how you build for success. Again, this team better have the best summer of all time. I feel as if they made this move. And but Kyle, is, you you keep saying you keep saying that, but what is this best summer of all time? Hey, me, me, like, what do you want? What do you want to see the Canucks do? Push-ups. <laughs> no, like a lot of push-ups. Clapping in push-ups. All, in all seriousness, yes, I'm talking about that. Raise the fitness level to another level. Be the most athletic team slash fit team in the fu- in in the <laughs> show, okay? Because I feel as if. Talkit has mentioned this summer being that important this whole time. And come to think of it, again, he's the only coach that was brought in midseason. Only coach in a year where Bedard and Fantelli and this whole draft is supposed to be that good. He was the only guy. The Canucks definitely got this guy because I feel as if they have like a summer boot camp that they want him to implement and it's going to turn everything around. You know, like everyone just got to be better. You know how I mentioned how everything has to go right? next season for the Canucks to be important in the NHL and be up there in the standings. Everything has to go right. Plus you got to have a lot of players playing above their values. They can get there. If there's a lot of burpees getting done, the beep test every Tuesday, Thursday, throw in Wednesday too, three days in the three days in a row, 7am run the beep test, get that fitness up to another level. And I didn't say this, Rick Tockett said it. So uh, it's, it's hard. It's hard, right? Because Vacations and time off is important because family, family matters. Megzi, family matters, right? Family, Canucks, family, Canucks. But Rick talking, man, all I got, I got to say, man, I feel as if you got to work six days a week here, man. <laughs> For real. You got to keep the season going. You got to stay in Vancouver. You got to somehow convince most of the guys to stay in Vancouver too. Nobody spent time with their family this summer. Just buy in, get that summer, get that summer work in. Treat this like the greatest offseason in NHL history and get the job done. Because again, why why else would he be brought in? Like they could have they could have brought him in later, but I feel as if they wanted to not just implement his habits early, but again, get that offseason regimen in too. Cause it it would be it would be such a dumb move for do, for them to do this on a year like this with Bedard and company, if again, it was just for like three months, I feel as if no, they're going to continue this all the way up until September because of how mad this management group was when the team showed up at training camp this year. Like there was something definitely wrong. And maybe that was like, uh, uh, that just rang alarm bells and whatnot. And I know I'm being optimistic, but for, it's Friday, baby. Come on, man. This episode, this episode is brought to you by Kyle's rose colored Kush. Yeah, I did. There you I go. I'll tell you where to find it, but uh, it's it's out there in the universe somewhere. Yeah, I, I need some of that right now, man, because look at the bottom of the standings right now. Like in that bottom half of the league, there's no team that bought assets at the deadline in order to to improve. And yeah, I know the Canucks trade away Bo Horvat, but you know, they just they bring talk it in to get that little get the bump going. I mean, oh, it's just frustrating, man. I'm I'm a little rattled right now and Again, this team brings in Philip Hronik at the deadline and as their big acquisition, like AK, just, just never deal with Steve Eisman either, either, man. You know, if, if a team like the Nashville Predators, like they sold off at the deadline and, and the young guys actually carried them to almost end, well, mainly goaltending, but the young guys had a big part in getting them almost to the playoffs, right? But look at all the other teams around them. Detroit got noticeably worse. 
and they finished below the Canucks. And then Washington, you know, Washington sold off and they finished below the Canucks. Uh, St. Louis as well, trade away two of their best players. They finished lower than the Canucks. It's just like, look, I know it's about not all about finishing seventh worst versus 11th worst, but just the mentality of this team. You're trying to build a Stanley Cup contender here. You're not trying to build a team that's just barely going to make it to the playoffs and maybe win a few games. It's just like, it's it's frustrating stuff, man. It's frustrating Obviously. stuff. I know it's Aquilini's horny for that playoff revenue, uh, but if you were if if you really you know used your head instead of what's below the belt, uh, you'd be chasing that uh, that Stanley Cup playoff revenue. That's uh, that's a lot sweeter. That's for sure. Oh yeah, it's it's so beyond obvious that they are in it for the short term. You know, it's it's been that way for multiple years here. It's one of those things. And I know I'm, I'm optimistic today. It's Friday. The sun is shining. It's, it's hard, Begsy. You know, you signed me up to do this, you know? So you got to think about this, bro. I, I didn't plan on opening the door to my relationship with the Canucks to the people. Okay. And now every single day during the week, I'm spending an hour being a little mad, being more negative. And it's, it's hard, you know, it's hard. So if, once in a while on these Fridays, I got to be oh, positivity bound for a bit. I'm going to do it just to put it out there because you and I are both getting older. I know people around me are getting older too. Miracles. <laughs> Miracles do happen. <laughs> no. no. But, and I may sound crazy, but I'm also saying oh, that I see what's happening with this team. They've done this for so long. They're not going to change. So what am I going to do? It's going to be another four decades before I, you know, I, I can buy the Canucks or something. You know, I can't change a damn thing. I'm just going to hope that uh, these people know what they're doing. Alvin and Rutherford, they've, they've done it before. I'm just going to hope, give them another year. Just going to pray, put it out there, that this is all going to work. And again, Pedersen, Hughes, Pedersen, Hughes, Pedersen, Hughes. We're talking about one of the top seven, top six forwards in the NHL, Pedersen. We're talking about a top three, top four D-man this season in Quinn Hughes. A little bit of prayer, a little bit of hope. A little bit of luck, a miracle could happen, and I hope it happens. And it's only going to happen if you force it, and you can only force it if, again, Hockett lives up to his word and makes this make sure that this summer is something else, man. This boot camp, like you know, they got to start running the campaigns too. The Vancouver Canucks, they got to show us next Monday that nobody left. The season starts now. That's the campaign, and all it's just the Canucks working out. Oh man, Hockett's going to turn it up. I want to see them bring the weights. In the rink, do do squats with skates. You know, do the bench press with skates. Do everything with skates. Just that. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be better than you. Just be a specimen. I don't know. Man, talk talk. It's gonna turn into Bob Ross before Bob Ross was uh, was an artist. Just well, uh, just um, Bob Ross. I, I'm trying to remember exactly, but he was like a military sergeant or something. Okay, which is hard to believe knowing Bob Ross. But yeah, he was basically lived like two separate lives as okay, a very cool, strict cool. guy in the military and now a painter. But Kyle, you certainly helped me get the juices flowing. So maybe coming up in segment two here, you and I can brainstorm some questions for tomorrow because your boy Begsy is supposed to be there uh, at Rogers Arena for the Canucks end of season media availability. So okay. coming up after the break, let's talk about some, some, some storylines and maybe some questions or some answers you'd like from the players uh, and the coaching staff. But before we do that, let me tell you that for a championship team, yeah, <laughs> Oh, what a terrible say. We talked about the Canucks to talk about championship teams. My goodness. <laughs> but for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part just needs to fit right. 
So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know if the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over, wait for it, over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. How, How do they get to that number? Robots, man. They're efficient, man. You know, you know why they're taking the jobs? It's because they they got cameras on them, they got lasers, they can do all that counting really, really quick. Because there's no way a group of human beings counted that many parts. If that was the case, eBay would be sued for some negligence, and that that would just be dangerous. It's a lot of time. You know what I'm saying? And speaking of a lot of time, I'm going to cut you off, Trevor, because, again, this is what you do to me. You get me here. Every time I mention time and I see the colors blue and green on the screen, it's like, whole my, my God, bro. What are the chances that the, that the regular season has ended for the Canucks? They played their last game yesterday, and I look outside, and it's looking like playoff hockey, the weather, April. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's feeling like this. I wish it was raining today so I wouldn't miss what everyone else is doing in the NHL and playoffs man playoff hockey man it's uh it's something that that i miss and i know you mentioned that you're talking to some of the players on the team tomorrow and you may need my help with some questions i'm gonna ask you this right now first i'm gonna i'm gonna go to you first though okay because it's all about you this is this cool moment cool moment for begsy and i but more cooler for begsy what what are you looking forward to ask and who are you looking forward to talk to the most yeah, it's it's a good question. I, I think on on my mind, I want to know where Pedersen thinks he can improve. First, I want to compliment on a great season, but where does he think he can get better? I'm also curious, you know, after Connor McDavid, does he think he belongs in that next conversation with McKinnon, Pasternak, Matthews, and the greats there? And I kind of want to ask a similar question to Quinn Hughes. Like, where does he see himself among the best defensemen in the NHL? Is he on? Does he think he's on Kale McCarr's level? Um and then aside from that, you know, I'm, I'm really curious to kind of hear where Tanner Pierce is at. He's really the forgotten man on the Canucks right now. We heard recently he's been through six or seven hand surgeries. Uh, just getting an update on where he's at, like, is he going to play again? I don't think we're going to get answers for that tomorrow. Uh, but those are some of the things on on my mind as well. Um, a third thing, is that a third thing? Maybe a fourth thing that popped in my head last night. Uh, Connor Garland, he had a hat trick uh, for the Canucks last night and the last game of the season, his first career hat trick against his old team. Cool story. Uh, I'm kind of curious uh, where he sees his long term future, and he's probably not going to answer that necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things I was curious about was just his usage, usage under Tockett, and maybe to ask along something along the lines of you know, when you, you first played under Tockett in Arizona, you played 18, 19 minutes a night, uh, not so much here. Uh, maybe are, are you disappointed? Do you think you deserve a, a bigger spot in the lineup? So, yeah, those are some of the things on my mind, just off the top of my head here, as I as I ramble on here on Locked On Canucks. I love uh, the last question. There's a lot of depth there, and I think you're going to get a good answer. I feel as if Pedersen and Hughes won't give the people uh, a real answer to the question you want to ask them because they're so humble and they want to win. 
And I saw this Pe- earlier. Pedder- Pedersen's low-key cocky, though. I, I, no, oh, no. Both of them are. I mean, I think they're both low-key cocky, to be honest with you. Low-key low cocky, but also smart enough to know that they probably won't even vocalize uh, where they believe they rank amongst the players because their season ended, you know? Some of the best players in the league are still playing. So at the end of the day, winning does matter. And I I know that's going to be the next phase of everything Canucks, and it's going to fall onto the players. I know we've been so mad and so used to being angry at the management and Aquilini for, again, years and years and years and years and years, but I know for sure this is the first. We're going into this September, October, November, where, where all the accountability is going to be on the players. And if those two want to be amongst the best in the NHL, wins really, really matter. You don't want to be the best player on a, on a shitty team. It's just the truth. It's just like nobody dreams of doing that. Nobody talks about that. It doesn't matter 100%. Yo, can you, can you, can you ask Patterson or anyone on the Canucks, okay, if, if they've been reading books? <laughs> like there's, there's a rumor out there that you've been reading books. Rumors could be fake, you know, but there's a rumor out there that, that maybe books changed his life. You want me to go into the media availability and generally yeah. ask if Pedersen's been reading books? It's like, yeah, what's your favorite book? Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I'll think about it. I'll think about it. You know, I, I would much rather ask him that one-on-one than in like a, a televised media that, scrum. I remember but... there was that, like he was going on that social media run. And I remember one time he had, he posted a photo or something with him with the, the subtle art of not giving a f- And yeah. it's just that orange book. And yeah, you know? I wonder in the last I'll, I'll 120 days, like 120 games ago, when he was, he was one of the worst Canucks. You know, way back when he was just struggling like crazy. Did he just finish Atomic Habits or something? Did he, did he finish The Alchemist? What happened? <laughs> what happened, yeah. dude? I'm gonna have to think about how to phrase this one. I, you know, I I think for for fans, and and maybe this is just too easy of a cop out for me, but. You know, once you start getting into the media room, you realize you kind of walk have to walk a fine line with Canucks PR a little bit. So, <laughs> I, like if I asked Peter, said, "Have you have you recently read the subtle order not give it a fuck?" Then, uh, yeah, I don't think he'd be too happy with that. But uh, yeah, maybe there's a way to smooth smooth it in there, man. I think there is a balance. One day, between one day bro. Not asking something stupid. Hey, you you yeah. you you asked me uh, what I want. I'd want want you to ask, and you know, I gave yeah. off not yeah. the people the truth. No, that's... that's just the way it is. And you know, I'm, after, I'm curious too. I'm curious after to after reading uh, parts of that article on Canucks.com and seeing the quote about how he just realized he would get out of the slump if he just worked through it. Maybe he didn't change a lot of things, but he just believed that he was going to get through it if he just worked hard every day. And he kind of broke broke through doing that. I wonder if you know, well, like that's an interesting way to go about something it's and for a young player playing in the city of vancouver to handle that and just like look at the noise hear the noise and just get his nose dirty and just get to work it's cool it's cool locked on canucks kyle bound trevor bags i got a couple more minutes bro a couple yeah, more let's minutes. uh let, let's get to the local ad no ad read here and we'll we'll wrap up on comic corner you're listening to locked on canucks you're back you're back on locked on canucks kyle bound trevor bags your team Every day, 82 games, down, down the hatchet, and we're still here. We're still here, and I think, actually, I know this, yo. We're going to be here every day for the rest of your life. Trevor Beggs, Kyle Bounds, talking about <laughs> the day. Your the team every day for eternity. It's gotta, why not, bro? That's a, that's a good life. If, don't you feel as if, if you're doing this with me five days a week and 
we're spending time together. You know, we're uh, uh, again, Friday positivity. I'm very grateful for this opportunity right now. And that means I'm spending again, more time with one of my, with one of my brothers. I'm living a good life. Love you, buddy. Speaking about the brothers and the sisters, we go to Comic Corner at the end of the show because we save the best for last. I got this one right here from Viper's Whip. I blame Torts for the Sedins retiring a year or two early. Is uh, He said some other stuff about Pedersen and Miller being a one-two punch. We know that. They're going to be great. I'm going to pray for that. Do you think that happened? Torts actually retired the Sedins early? Did, 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 did Torts make the Sedins hate hockey a, a little there? I don't think so, to be honest. Uh, I, I think it was a brutal year, and I'm sure probably internally the Sedins didn't have, but at the end of the day, they all they've talked about is how much they love Torts, and even after he left, they played another four seasons, so or three seasons, my apologies. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think there's much validity to it. Sorry, bud. Appreciate the comment. <laughs> that would be something, you know, and I know there's been so many cases of of coaches just making the game so agonizing for players. You know, this is a child's game. They like to say something's supposed to be really, really fun. You know, you're just playing hockey with your boys, getting paid a lot to do it, doing it in front of people. It's euphoric 82 times a year. And uh, somebody could be so so evil slash so boring with their job that they make you they make you go to work feeling miserable. Like, could you imagine that? Just actually hating your job when you're an NHL player? And it's all related to the way the game was being coached or the style of play and ice time when it's like, bro, you, you, you know, you're driving to the, to the rink every day in the morning. People are cooking for you. You get to put your skates on and shoot a puck around. I know it's way deeper than that, but it's, it's, it always marvels me that it, it can get to that point where a coach can just wreck your career and make you hate the game. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I'm sure it's certainly happened before and, Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the same time, there's that towards bump too. Uh, you look at Philadelphia this season. I think Philadelphia roster wise should have been a bottom three team, and they were like a bottom seven team. So, oh, I mean, God. what a bump! Good job, Tortorella. Those are the bumps that we're used to being Canucks fans. You know, the slight yeah. bumps. Yeah, hundred percent. Bar so low here. Yeah, man. Eighty-two games done, and now we gotta do this the off season. I'm stoked for it, though, man. I'm really, I'm really stoked to dive into not just the off season, but like our journeys as Canuck fans. Um, I'm, again, the, yeah. the summer's coming up. I'm by the water. Got a lot of things to make. I'm going to be in a spiritual place. I'm going on a journey, man. I'm going back in time, and uh, I'm getting ready the right way for the new season. I'm really excited to fall in love with the game again, really, and I know I'm on that regimen. Trevor, Trevor, you, you talk about Rick Tockett putting the Canucks through the ringer. Trevor Beggs, man, this guy's putting me through the ringer. I got to read, like, six hockey books. I'm just going to go through every single Stanley Cup Finals over the last – 15, 16 years, which I've already started, okay? I've watched Game 7, Carolina-Edmonton, because, you know, I just want to see the Oilers lose. Then I saw Game 6 and Game 7 against uh, with Tampa Bay and Calgary, and man, oh, man. Man, oh, man. It was nice seeing those teams lose. The hate was back. And yeah. I feel like even though I want to lead with love, sometimes you need to just get, get whatever is going to make you feel the most hockey. And seeing the Oilers and Flames lose at that time in my life was, was really nice. Was really nice. Yeah, I, I agree. I think you got to have a little bit of hate in sports. Sports is not as fun if you don't, uh, you know, hate a few teams, hate a few players. Uh, Kyle, I, I know you got to get out of here. I, yeah. I, it's always good seeing you on the pod, buddy. Uh, thanks again for listening to this episode of Locked on Canucks. It is your team every day for eternity. Don't forget that.
Um, yeah, so I think coming up next week, you know, again, there's the Canucks player availability on Saturday. Should be some good topic talking points there on Monday. We'll pick out the best ones for you. We'll give some playoff predictions as well because that's always fun. And then we also got Harmon Dial coming up on the show next week. So, uh, again, appreciate the everydayers for tuning in. And this, if this is your first time, welcome. We love you. Thanks again for listening. And hopefully we'll hear you again. I'm Trevor Beggs. He's Cal Bowen. And you're listening to Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.